go. Welcome, everybody, to episode five of the Functional Firefighter Framework podcast. Um, today, we are going to be discussing the tools to implement change uh, of policy within your organization. Uh, this is sort of my wheelhouse and, and where I live, so we decided to sit down. Uh, what's ironic about this is we have never really dove into this stuff, um, so this is going to be very interesting. Um, I went through and basically smushed down three years of education uh, in my doctorate program into a 10-step process and wanted to give you all the tools of how to implement change within your organization um, from any position that you sit in. Uh, a lot of these tools will be recognized by administrators. They have seen them before, um, or maybe not. Who knows? But um, well, Real quick, I, we got to give a shout-out to... Uh one of our retired legend captains, yes. uh, legendary captains, John Harris. Uh, he was asking where the Mizzou helmet was, and it was sitting in my garage. And so uh decided to whip it out today. So, Captain Harris, there's uh, there's the Mizzou helmet. Yes, hope you're doing well, and retirement's treating you awesome. So. Um, cool. So, so all right. I guess we could just recap again, like, what exactly is your doctorate in? I have a doctorate in public policy. Okay. Focused in firefighter health. So what do most people, uh, I guess, get their doctorate of public policy in? Is there like a broad or is everybody kind of hyper-focused on a specific like uh, demographic for it? Um, so the majority of individuals in there are doing stuff that will impact the community. Um, I know that's probably even broad. Um, I had mentioned it in the previous episodes homelessness, affordable housing, water shortage. But I guess I guess then you the kind of the cool thing about that is you pick a specific area that you're passionate about that you work in and you focus your so, efforts on a solution for a problem you see within that when whatever your wheelhouse is. Yes. Okay. So and the and the ironic part was so to, in order to get into this program, you have to submit your resume um basically and give them a one-page summary of what you plan to work on. And I got denied the first two years. Mm. Applied, put in what I wanted to work on. Sorry, we're not accepting, you know, you, we had better candidates or whatever the political way is they say that. Um, second year they did it, and then I finally wrote them back after the second year and said, hey, look, I'm, I'm not changing my topic. Um, this is what I love. In order for me to do three years of this, I'm not. I'm not just coming to get the certification. I want to be able to have an impact in this realm. And then the um, the coordinator for the program ended up calling me on a video conference and told them what their concerns were, that they were more uh, used to those other topics that I had previously mentioned and wanted me to go into detail about what impact I thought I could have, um, whether it be a changing NRS. And we'll dive into it when we go through the 10 steps, but... I was very hopeful and thought I was going to be changing national things when I first started. I'm like, hey, I'm 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 going to go in and we're going to fix firefighter health across the board. Mm, that's not the way things work. I just learn. want 45 minutes out of service to work out. That's it. <laughs> that's, it. that's it. That's it. That's it. Um, well, how many people are in the program? There, we started with 24. We are down to 16. So then you've been with these 16 for three years. Yes. You were with the 16 for three years. Yep. Okay. Uh, very interesting process as far as we started right when COVID hit. They're calling us to 
the the COVID cohort. Okay. Um, most of it was done online um, until we got the green light to start traveling, which is when me and you started packing our things and going where we could to be able to learn and figure out who's doing this uh, firefighter health thing the most effective. So. And then you just said you kind of condensed everything down into uh, 10 steps. Yes. So <clears throat> throughout the process, you're taking about 15 credits a semester, um, taking all these different classes and all these tools. But I, I wanted to be able to share with everyone that uh, develop a process for someone to go, hey, I, I'm worried about X problem. No matter what the problem is, um, you'll hear us today talk about a lot of firefighter health when we mention variables because that's the only thing I know. So, um, but let's actually go through it real quick. I know I printed it out for both of us, but um, so the 10 steps uh, to changing policy is first, understand the problem. Second, identify your stakeholders, build your coalition, study best practices, identify measurable variables. Number six is develop first version of policy. Seven, your logic model. Eight is identify your stakeholders' concerns. Nine, introduce uh, version one to the decision makers. And 10, once you're approved, understand that the document is a living document. It's not locked in stone. So um, you want to go through these now? Yeah. In detail? All right, let's do it. Um, so understanding the problem. This was something that um, took me a second to get used to because they forced us. It was a year, literally 12 months of what's the problem? What's the problem? No, 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 that's a solution. What's the problem? Well, what did you end up using for a problem? So like I had mentioned, I, I wanted to do firefighter, physical health. Yeah. I know physical health was where I wanted to to live because – one, obviously, I've, I've mentioned that the impact that it's, it's had on, on my family, but <clears throat> the, the mental health side of things is a whole nother world, and it seems like it's getting a lot of attention. Um, and even though, I mean, we've talked that the one of the quickest routes to improving your mental health is physical health, yeah. but it seems like we're, we're swinging the other way, where it was we can't follow society down the body shaming thing and, you know, worried about people being treated different because of their weight. But unfortunately, or fortunately, we took an oath to perform. So I have an idea of what I expect a firefighter to look like that comes to my house mm -hmm. to help my family. Right. So, so, so when it comes to identifying the problem, I went in, I want to fix firefighter health physically. And they went throughout the whole country? Like, yeah. Well, how's that work? Like, That's a good question. So you start going down, go to the IFF, go figure how this works. Oh, okay, there's the WFI, which is the Wellness Fitness Initiative, which was implemented in 2004, um, had only five departments originally, and has grown since then, and they're on uh, volume four of the WFI. Um, and... Once I learned the WFI, the, the funds that were given to those organizations, what they were focusing on, um, had realized that was the ins and outs of guidelines of what they were doing as far as annual testing, um, fit for duty standards, which led me down to NFPA, <clears throat> 1582 and 1583 specifically, which we will have two separate episodes 
on those two documents because they're very important. Um, however, I'm not sure about the rest of your all departments, but um, it feels like those suggestions are sometimes the rules and sometimes they're swept under the rug. Yeah, NFPA, I feel like, is a matter of convenience sometimes, right? It's it's convenient to follow this one because we have resources and policy already established to follow that one, right? Yeah. And then sometimes it's not a convenience because we would have to change our perception, operating practices, policies to match ones we don't have in place, right? Yeah. It's and, kinda, and, and it's like it's a it's a book of suggestions, right? Yeah. The NFPA. So, um, and when I say focusing on the problem, uh, one of the things I want to get across to you all is that do not let your your biases or your perceived your your perceived notion of the other departments or how they do it guide your research and how you feel. You have to really dive into what is the problem without thinking of your solution because that's a lot of I, I feel a lot of people fall down that that trap is I want this is the problem and I know this will fix it. Well, you got to throw that feeling out the way and really dive into the problem, which I'll put up on the screen here, a causal loop diagram, um, which one of my professors made me do. Um, and it, and it really made you look into what is causing the problem. And, and for those of you that are listening on Spotify or Apple, I apologize. Um, but if you want to Google one, it's, again, a causal loop diagram. And, and what it does is show each aspect and what its impact has on, on the department. So if you want to start, let's right there where it says number of injuries and health problems. So the more injuries there are, the, the more amount of sick leave is used, which increases the number of hours on other personnel, which then increases the workload, which increases the level of stress, which then causes more calories to go in, which then in average, makes your average body fat percentage increase. So you can jump to any of these and follow it completely around the diagram. Um, where's another one? Level of organizational concern about firefighter wellness. And then if there's a physical standard, if we have a physical standard, that's where our members will find the motivation to exercise, which will then increase their level of exercise, which would then burn calories, which would then decrease the average body fat percentage. So you are able to do this causal loop diagram with any problem. So you would write down at its simplest form. I started to focus on average body fat percentage. So she went, okay, great. That's fine. What causes that to go up? And I went, eating too much? She's like, more simple. Okay, calories in. Your calories in are way too, it, they're higher than they should be. Right. So then you start to look into your, your ghrelin, which is oh, a yeah. chemical within your bloodstream that tells your body it's hungry when it's not. So all the blood work and everything, and then the impact that it has when you're, you're too tired, your ghrelin is up, you're eating more than you should, you're on survival mode, but then there's people calling in sick, so you're getting force hired, so you're working more. So it's this nasty combination. When you get home. You don't have the juice to go to the gym. Yeah. Right? Like that. Or at work, you're just trying to sleep and be a functional member of society. Yeah. So that it's 
those are I'm I'm a little bit of a nerd, so I I will use the word fun. I don't care. Those that was fun to do. I mean, you look at it and it's uh, it gives you anxiety <laughs> when you first look at it, but it makes sense. Like uh, it's it's actually kind of neat to follow around the problem, see everything that how it affects, and it's neat to see the stuff like the physical intensity of our tasks don't have any input, right? It's just the output and the effect that there has, right, mm -hmm. uh, on problems. So. Or the fitness needed for job performance. There's nothing that goes into that, right? Yeah. That's just an output and uh, motivation to exercise. Yeah. So it's fun. Uh, you guys, this is, uh, like I said, a causal loop diagram. Check that out. Um, have fun with it. Start one. Uh, see what you can do with it and uh, see if, if, if it'll have an impact on, on your policy or what you're trying to make change. It just really makes you understand the variables around the problem you're trying to fix. Um, Secondly, let's go into number two, uh, identify stakeholders. So your, your stakeholder map, which is not the same as your coalition, um, but everyone that is going to be impacted by the policy that you're trying to change. Um, one of the things I wanted to drive home with this was the shape of this diagram. Um, there's an entire course on visualization effects, uh, color schemes, effective communication through visualization. Wow, that was a mouthful. Um, there's, but when you do something like this and put something into an image, it tends to have a wide impact because you want to make that first glance like, oh, okay, why is that? Um, so with this, obviously our city, any anyone's city is going to be at the top of the pyramid. They're the smallest group. However, they have the most power. They're able to make the most change. The base of this pyramid, no matter what organization you're in, is the citizens. They're at the bottom. They can't impact that much change from where they are individually. However, there is a lot of them, and they're the reason why we're here. So would this be a customer in another? Like The citizen is the customer of the fire service, right? Yes. So, I mean, like if somebody was doing theirs on homelessness, would it still be the citizen or would it be the homeless population at the that that gets the most affect from change you know what i'm saying yeah I, I, because it looks like city and then you've got administration and then you've got the professional firefighters and the local mm -hmm. and then you've got the citizen yes so like is that like the stakeholder map is this like the causal loop is this, did all your classmates do something like this they all did something of this nature okay um and the reason I had put the citizens on the bottom was obviously it's the widest, but it is the base and it is the foundation of why we are here. Mm -hmm. That, that to me was, I had started first and some of my classmates had done like Venn diagrams or circle pie charts and things of that. But I'm like, Hey, this is, I wanted to get across right at the beginning. Those individuals at the bottom of this diagram are the important piece to the, without them, the rest of us don't get to where we are. So that was very much so uh, I wanted to drive that home. Um, and then also the centerpiece. You have the local with the firefighters. However, there's a line there because I did want to make sure that there was a difference between the two. However, they, we're, we're equal. They're, they're, whether it's through voting or running for certain positions within the local, equal across the board. Well, and most, most I would say most professional fire Fighter or fire departments are 
have a very high uh, membership rate, right? Yeah. Like I'm most, I would, I would assume most professional firefighters have a, a high membership rate within their local. So it's one and the same, right? For sure. For sure. Um, three, uh, building a coalition. So uh, for those of you, coalition is just a big word for team. Once you identify your stakeholders and you understand who's impacted, you will then be able to have uh, somewhat of an idea of who are the individuals that you need to go speak to that will help you implement the change, but more importantly, inform you of where the roadblocks are. So your coalition will be, you can down this stakeholder map, not so much the citizens. There isn't really, although we can tell them, you know, what do you think an average firefighter should look like? Because, right. but they really can't do much, even yeah. though there's more of them. But I started with the local and made my way over to the firefighters themselves, had communications with administration. I'd let them know in the early stages of this, hey, this is what I'm working on. Where do the hurdles you feel are going to be uh, in front of me. And more importantly, what are your concerns with this? Because what, what pushback did you get or what hurdles did administration project? Initially, in the beginning, not many because the their perspective was if you bring us something from the union, We'll support it if the but we're not gonna we're not gonna touch a, a body fat standard or an annual physical standard. We we're gonna follow NRS, and that's it. And NRS is Nevada Revised Statute. Yes. So the yeah. So the revised statutes that are within your state. Yeah. Um, and that's when it 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 starts to feel like a checkbox, um, mm -hmm. and I think early on as strong as uh, the chain of command is within organizations and rank. I, I think when I first started, I was a fireman and I'm talking to a deputy chief going, Hey, I'm, I'm going to make change. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. You're cute. <laughs> sure you are <laughs> going your way. Um, which can be frustrating. Um, and I won't say there wasn't really much support. It just was my only platform was, the health and safety committee yeah. and sitting in safety and, and everybody would go down their list and they'd go, okay, uh, health and safety. And you go, well, we got this, this, and this, and then go, okay, thanks for coming today. And off you go. And it kind of didn't feel like it had much. Did you feel that those meetings had impact? No. Okay. No, no I was in the same one. So yeah. No. no yeah. No, I was like, no, the, no they, no. they, I started to call them treadmill meetings where you feel like you go to them. It doesn't matter if the treadmill is on three or on 10 and on a four incline and you're sprinting, you hit stop and you're in the same spot you were in, mm -hmm. um, which was brings up a good point. Uh, I watched back. I know some of you might think this is weird, but I watched back um, Chief Horton's podcast with us, and um, that was my key nugget that I took away from Chief was he doesn't like committees because they have no end time. There's no insight he likes task-oriented groups that have a specific goal and an end date so that it requires them to accomplish that goal. Oh, yeah. So. Well, who did you, did you meet with anybody from the city outside of administration? 
Or did you keep everything to administration, the local and the firefighters? Yes. Initially, I kept it because I, I wasn't sure that which leads right into the next. When I started to study best practices, it wasn't until we went to Phoenix to visit um, Tolliver, sorry, yeah. Chief Tolliver, uh, who we hope to have on. Uh, and in the car ride back to the hotel, when Chief Tolliver said, who, who, do, who do we need to talk to? You, you're... Your city council need to talk to my city council. Let's make it happen. And I'm like, whoa, I, okay. I didn't think that that was I as the little guy. I was hoping to be able to get in, really pursue persuade the administration to go and fight for us to fight your battle because it it felt like from your position and and everyone that's watching. I hope what will help is having a champion, and when you have that champion. That will, um, that'll fight for you. That has the power. So, and that'll come from building a coalition. Mm -hmm. You'll go, and some people will say, "Hey, yeah, I'm here for any everything." And the coalition for 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 me was strong. I mean, our workers' comp. I got, I got paperwork within. Thank you, Crystal. Within a day, reports coming back. Insurance. I got reports back within a week, usually. Um, who else? The the doc at the clinic got me information, and I had spreadsheets and a lot of the information that they give you because they're just pulling query data, and it's just it's not so much information yet; it's just data. Yeah. So it, it you got to go through and kind of decipher what's important and what's not. Um, but yeah, that that was a a big part of the the coalition side of things. Um, so we did mention step four, uh, best practices. Best practices I thought was going to be a lot trickier because it's it's intimidating. Um, you you look at the numbers on the National Fire Academy site or <clears throat> they're they're posted quite a few places of how many fire departments there are and, and professional and volunteer and, and the thousands and, and I'm like, oh my goodness, how am I gonna be able to find out who's doing the best at this or who's willing to help? And I had started with the WFI. Um, our clinic was based off of Phoenix. That's what we initially started the clinic from was the Phoenix model. Um, so I made that phone call. And then they go, yeah, come down whenever, blah, blah, blah. Have you talked to so-and-so, Casey Stonebarger in Denver? Yeah, I reached out to Denver, talking to Casey. And Casey goes, hey, man, you're more than willing to come up. We'll, we'll you guys can check it out. We'll show you all of our cost justification stuff and our savings and how we're able to, how we've been able to grow this program. Casey's a physical therapist, physical right? therapist for, for, Denver. for Denver. Yeah. Um, but while you're here, you need to go look at South Metro yeah, and West Metro. Um, because again, those are different. Those are fire authorities. Yeah. They're, they're Church. essentially districts. Yeah. Districts. Yeah. But fire protect or they're fire authorities, right? Yeah. They're, so different, they play by different rules, but their system was amazing. So what happened, well, it took one phone call, and they, oh, you need to call this person. Oh, you need to call. And and before you know it, I had contacts at 15 to 20 major fire departments around the country that were more than willing that I could ask specific questions to. What are you doing about lower back injuries? What are you doing about rotator cuff injuries? 
what's happening are these auto loads gurneys effective and if it wasn't a text message they would email me back instantly um so that was awesome yeah um so that was studying best practices um identify measurable variables so while you're studying best practices you'll notice that certain departments track different variables and then you need to go back to your problem to identify the variables that are tracked and consistent um, because it's it's not necessarily the it can't be a one-off problem that you're like oh my god this year we had x explode a 20 percent increase in this problem so go back as far as you can or to the date that you're looking at for us it happened to be 2015 mm-hmm. um, we made a two changes which I, I think it was december 7th it was the day shall, that shall live in infamy at 8 a.m like a light switch <laughs> go um so like that we we changed our schedule and we changed our transport model which goes back to understanding the problem i i don't have any interest in changing the schedule I, and people want to point there are people still upset about that and you're like hey that we're it's here we're 7 years 6 years into it almost yeah it's here and some people love it some people hate it but that's not the root of my problem the um, transport model again, not gonna change it, not and it's not something that is it's way out of my wheelhouse. That's not something that I want care to address. There's a lot of lovely people, awesome people, Dr. Morgan and those folks that that's what they do. I wanted to fix the physical well-being of our fire department, so then that is why. When you start to identify variables, I went directly to the clinic. Where's our, what's, what's give me our annual physical? It's six major variables and as far back as we can. And uh, Doc had them all the way back to 2012. And then you start to trend them. Ironically, they are not individual, they go together quite well. That someone's cholesterol is pretty closely tied to their body fat percentage. So I li- laid everything out, and then what I found was that that same graph from 2015 to 2022, I could leave the graph completely alone and switch the title on any of those variables, and they were all correlated and went up. So, you mean all the metabolic markers? Yep. Across the board, it was... Body fat, cholesterol. And I'm sure you could also uh, sub in relevance to OJI. Yep. Sick. All of it. Yeah. So it was all the the OJI stuff. OJI and sick hours. Sixty nine thousand to one hundred and twenty thousand. It it all went up. And one of the variables that initially the people that are in defense of it go, oh, the department grew. Eh, no, we didn't. Twelve people. That's it. One engine. 12 people. <laughs> so um, that's why it's important to, to identify these variables. 
and really not be biased to what you're searching for. Because if you try to, again, make your fit, your your perception and your bias prior to starting, you can make data say whatever you want it to oh, say. Yeah. It, it just it is what it is. You can remove whatever variables, you can adjust, you can ignore. Yeah, that's why it's almost hard to initially believe data that you hear, right? Because there's people on the internet that can defend a 100% carnivore diet versus a like a vegan diet, right? There's there's science points for both. Yeah. On the internet. So, you know what I'm saying? That's yep. why it's it's tricky to like deliver information too, which I'm sure you've run into, right? Like Yes. Which I don't know what step that is, but I hope I didn't jump the gun too far. No, next step. Perfect. Develop first version <laughs> of the policy. <laughs> so you have your variables, you study best practices, you identified your stakeholders, you've built your coalition, you now develop the first version of your of your policy. Which in order to have a successful policy, you will develop what is called a logic model. Uh, you are able to develop this, um, Google it again, you guys, all this stuff is on, on the internet. Your logic model uh, will lead you down your theory of change. Your theory of change ask, um, it's simply broken down into eight questions or eight steps, I should say. And it, it leads you right down it. I observe that, whatever it is you want to fix, I observe that, how do I know? I think it's because, how do I know? So I plan to, and then after I do what I plan to do, how will I know that what I plan to do was effective? which will result in, and then how will you know? For those of you that are listening probably online, I'll put it up on the thing just like everything else. It, it is literally a sentence or two in each box, and it takes two seconds to fill out. So for this, uh, I observed that firefighters have become more obese over the last 10 years, and it has cost taxpayers an additional estimated $3 million annually in overtime and medical expenses. How do you know? The data provided by blank shows that the average body fat percentage of the department has gone from 18.5% in 2012 to 29% currently. I think it's because there is not a mandatory standard addressing body fat requirements for firefighters. In addition, there has been an increase in workload and lack of resources to combat working conditions that cause unhealthy workforce. How do I know? The average body fat, the average body composition of firefighters increased from 18 to 29%, which is higher than the general public. This has caused an increase in injuries, prolonged recovery time to when those injuries occur, and a decrease in firefighters' ability on emergency scenes. So I plan to implement a policy that requires firefighters to meet a body fat standard every year at their annual physical. I will also construct a network of medical providers to assist firefighters in meeting that composition requirement and add diet dietary counseling services to the firefighters insurance policy. So that reminded me, uh, during that coalition building, you'll find holes that you can fix during this whole process. Two of which was one, our scale was completely out of date. Mm -hmm. And there was a certain setting that you could set it to that would skew some numbers. Two was that our insurance didn't cover dietary counseling. And how hard was 
the uh, insurance to get after? Like how hard of a process was that? It, it actually wasn't bad. It okay. wasn't bad. Um, I spoke to our representative from the insurance, uh, basically broke the process down. You write me a letter, or not me, but to right. the board describing why your justification. Um, essentially, I reached out to other departments in the Valley because the dietary counselor that I reached out to when I was building the network um, of providers was like, yeah, for sure. We'll, we'll, we'll prioritize you guys. We'll see you within 72 hours and we'll take care of you. Called me back within an hour and went, hey, funny story. You guys are the only department in, in the Valley that we don't accept your insurance. So, and it wasn't a big deal. They, they run it through the process and it took, it took all of three months in order okay. to get it added. Um, so it's, it's those little holes that you have to be careful for along the way, because the, at the end of the day, in order for the policy to have effective change, you have to make sure the resources and tools are available. Um, so did I, did I get to this whole thing? Um, oh, so two more boxes, um, three more, sorry. How will I know? I know from tracking data produced by the InBody 570, which was the scale that we decided to purchase, which was a result of taking the trip to Denver. Mm -hmm. uh, they have the same scale as well. It was affordable. It wasn't. We would all love to have a DEXA scan. Yeah. Or which, BodPod. Which maybe maybe's next, right? I hope. Yeah. But for the time being, right. to have something that is a gold standard product. Um, the military, like that, uh, we went to that conference in August, and that uh, doctor for the army who does all the, uh, like their physicals. Yeah. Uh, uses the in body two seventy. Yeah. Because it's more, it's more mobile. It's mobile. And yeah. like that's, that was, and it's still, I mean, it's still a good picture. It's it yeah. still delivers the, everything you need. The only difference, uh, from my understanding was that the result sheet that you get from the two seventy doesn't have as much data as far as location of your water weight, okay. um, water weight location, trunk measurements and a few other variables um, that are provided on the sheet. To, I haven't done the in-body in a second. Do you get the bilateral, do you get bilateral weights? Breakdown, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so uh, last two boxes, which I think will result in a healthier fire department that saves taxpayers millions of dollars a year due to a decrease in medical expenses, expenses, excuse me, which will reduce the experience modification rate which the experience modification rate is what adjusts our insurance premiums and overtime and backfill will also decrease due to having a healthier workforce. Mm -hmm. So those are my tracked variables. Uh, how will I know? I will be able, I'm jumping the gun here, I will be able to track a downward trend in body fat percentage from data produced by the scale. As, a bod as the body fat percentage drops, so should the injuries and time, time for recovery and injuries. In the long term, we also see a decrease in diabetes, blood pressure complications, cholesterol, suicides and suicidal ideations, and other medical complications that are exacerbated by obesity. Yeah. I would say that our, <coughs> our mental health would probably increase yes. as a result of lowering body fat. So <laughs> that's, that's, one of the, that's one of the things that's actually in my... Uh, in my white paper or, or dissertation for, for those of you that it being able to, how do you quantify that? Let me ask you that. Cause unfortunately the number we don't want to quantify is the, 
attempts and successes. Right. So how do you how do you do that? I mean, there would have to be some uh, well being assessment that's done annually that you could you could trend right, or have some sort of I don't know system in place that does a regular checkup on you, right? Maybe a an app or something, right? Uh, we got to talk about it. So. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not talking. I'm talking about it. So, uh, fortunately, Ian, Aaron, sorry, over at Early Alert, there is a a company that um, is a psychiatrist, a group of psychiatrists and counselors that this app will text you weekly based on the eight factors of health and provide you resources based on your response. Uh, your response is reviewed by a counselor within 24 hours of receiving it. Uh, it'll basically say, uh, hey, are you financially okay to be successful in the next month of life or whatever? And you can, on a scale of zero to 10, you respond two or three, it kicks back. If if it's low, it'll say, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Tell me more. And it'll give you the resources. And then your response is then reviewed by a counselor and they'll contact you immediately if they feel that they can intervene. But something like that right. is how you would be able to track I'd also venture to say, well, it's going to be hard to differentiate, but I would imagine that people right now are taking sick days because they're depressed, right? That's just hard to quantify, but it, it, yeah. you know what I mean? But yeah. it, if you look at it, like usually uh, failing, failing physical health also results in failing mental health. Yes. So I, don't, I wouldn't imagine that all the sick days people are, have the flu or they have a pulled hamstring or something. I would imagine some of the sick days are, I just can't do it today. You know what I mean? I, I would like venture mentally, to say the I majority of them. Right? I just can't do it today. Or they're like, I, I know I'm gonna I know I'm gonna get forced. I can't go to work today. You know what I mean? I have my kids next week, you know, whatever the stressor yeah. is. Yeah. Uh and that's I know it that could technically fall under I don't even know how that would quantify under sick abuse, but like people who mentally can't go can't go, right? Yeah. You're probably better off at home. Yeah. You know. and, and honestly, and as a captain, do you want someone who's not mentally there? No. There? No. No. Um, so, yeah. So those are the variables. Um, where are we? Uh, logic model. So basically your theory of change, we went down all the questions. Uh, it'll step-by-step -step guide you in, in what you plan to do and what you plan to see. Um, the theory of change also comes with this diagram that I'll pull up. Um, inputs, outputs, and outcomes. So in order for your change to have success, you need inputs. So for us, changing, the addressing the physical well-being of our firefighters, specifically body composition, there needed to be inputs. Education on the impact of obesity on the human body. Because I can almost guarantee you that... Mm, 80% of people, when they sit in front of the doctor and they go, here's your body fat, here's your cholesterol, good, bad, here's this, good, line, sign here, and they go off they go. And you're like, I have no idea what that means. Mm -hmm. So let's educate them on what that means. Uh, purchase the in-body 570 or any scale. Or, I mean, if you guys, if anyone listening can afford a... That new DEXA, was it the... Uh I forget the name of the company. I was, I was drawing a blank. It wasn't GE, was it? No. 
uh, DEXA scans are approximately $80,000. But they moved from, the impressive thing about it is it went from like a 15-minute assessment to a three. Yes. With the new so, models. So that's pretty, I mean, as far as like your big hang-up is a time crunch, right, when you're doing multiple people. But having three minutes for a, I mean, that's got to be the platinum. So we'll do, our next episode, everyone will be on introducing technology into the fire service to improve the well-being of your workforce. And we're going to break that down into three categories. It'll be things you can purchase yourself, then subscriptions that you could purchase from um, companies within your area, whether it be uh, cryo chambers, red light therapy, uh, things of that nature, and then things that the department can purchase to help evaluate and keep their workforce healthy. Um, so inputs, uh, implement an SOP that requires uh, body fat percentage to be met, um, build medical provider network, and then uh, quarterly training on continuing education. So that quarterly training from continuing education actually comes from LA. LA was one of the- LA County. Is it county or city? LA County. Yeah. Um, comes from, they have one of the f very few incentivized um, physical wellness programs in the country. Uh, there's one back east, I can't remember, I can't think of who it is, but uh, they do days off. If you, if you meet certain standards and come in and perform well at your annual physical, you're providing an additional day or two per year hmm. to take off. Um, which is ironic now that we're sitting here talking about it because if you're in better shape, then you're less depressed, so you don't need the mental yeah. days. But I, yeah, okay, yeah, maybe it's a trick. Sure. <laughs> um, so they actually provide them. They require their firefighters to take a um, quarterly training on target solutions to get the three percent pay increase, which is perceivable. Um, so, and then those inputs will all have outputs based on the participants in the activity. So the output is the the participant and then the activity. So input, I'll just do one line so we don't dive too far into this. Education of impact of obesity on the human body. The participant in that is the battalion chief of training. The activity is to provide training modules online for individuals to understand the impact of body fat. The short term was will be firefighters will become aware of the effect that body fat has on the body. The intermediate outcome will be they will learn how to meet the body composition standard. So it'll take time for them to understand the importance, why, and then they will meet the standard. And then long-term in five years, it'll be cultural and it'll be a standard across the board. No one even think bad an eye at it. It'll be implemented into our culture. So um, we're actually, this is kind of scooting along here on time. So um, anything? Got anything on? No, I mean, I feel like this is really like nerding out, and people are gonna be like, "This, I didn't tune into this to go to school." Um, <laughs> um, too so, bad, public. <laughs> identify uh, stakeholder concerns. Uh, the reason I put that again at the end, so once you give them the original policy, and then you develop your logic model, that's when you go tell everyone, "Hey." Thank you for supporting me and giving me the information I needed and guiding me along the way. Now here's your role. And then they're going to give you their concerns. Like, hey, hey now, Turbo, that's not in my job description or I don't have time for this or I don't have the technology or the resources. 
or who's going to write this class on body fat percentage. So then they'll give you their concerns. And then um, once you have that finally all buttoned up and you're ready to take off, it'll lead you into uh, your approved document. Uh, the one thing that's number 10 is once approved, understand that the document is living. I think we in the fire service, there's the saying that everyone loves and is everywhere. It's the firemen hate the way things are and hate change. I, I don't know if we have to become more used to trial periods or MOUs. Um, so what about the policy would be live versus like a set SOP, right? Like there's, I'm sure there's pieces of the policy that have to be standard, right? Like, so mine specifically. Yeah. Um, initially, I mean like, cause you can't be like, well, we're going to up the body fat this year or we're going to, you know what I'm saying? Like there's, yeah, there's so, gotta be stuff like so for, there's gotta be metrics that are set that everybody has to work towards. Right. But yes. then maybe, maybe the way we gather the metric changes, right? Like if we want people to, if we're, if this, if the gold standard's like 12 Mets, right? The NFPA suggests that we should be able to produce 12 Mets and annually yeah. Yeah. Oh, you've got to produce it. Which by the way, NFPA, good job. They finally changed it this year that it is, they are finally recommending removing individuals from the floor Although it's eight Mets, they are finally suggesting that if someone cannot generate eight Mets, that they should be removed from full Is duty. Is that out of 15 and an update for 1583? Yes. Okay. So we'll go over that in 1583. Okay. It's kind of ironic because in that study came out in December that it's it actually takes 16 Mets to perform At search and rescue yeah. under fire conditions. Um, so... Although, but at least NFPA is saying for the first time that person's unhealthy, they cannot be a firefighter. But I'm saying like as far as like, hey, we want our folks to be able to produce 12 Mets and we want them to do it annually and show proficiency at it, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe how we gather eight Mets or 12 Mets changes or they have an option, right? Maybe there's at first we're going to do the treadmill test, right? Yes. And then maybe it's like, hey, we've done enough research. We'll offer different options yes. like like getting on a like a, an airdyne or a rower or a ski rg it's like hey maybe we can add different options and that that also will give you a view of what people like to do but wow. it also gives some decision making capability to the person taking the test because they're doing the same amount of work and we do it and we do it now i mean we we i don't know where i mean we have a bike and we have a treadmill and it's kind of like pick one yep. which is i which is great. Yeah. It's awesome because I know individuals have knees that are, don't get along that well. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but um, for 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 myself, it was I was very excited to get this scale here. It got delivered in November, last November. Yeah. So it was twelve months of data on this scale while I was still buttoning up the policy. Because I, I don't want to I don't want to set us up for failure. Mm -mm. And I don't know if it's because my name is on it or it's because I'm actually truly care about this and I want this to work. But that twelve months of data was supposed to be twenty one to twenty two or twenty two to twenty three. Then from twenty three to twenty four, that twelve months was education. That was supposed to happen. 
you do an educational deal, do the implementation on uh, the force plates, which we will talk about in the technology episode, and having everyone stand on the scale while understanding the sheet that the in-body gives right. them. Then in 24, you do the slight launch of rescheduling. You're not mandated. You're not removed from the floor yet. We're not. This that will be the end goal. We will be where Phoenix is in 2026, 27. But we need to ensure that our clinic can. Yep. And, and when you say removed from the floor, like, can you tell everybody what you mean by that? Like, it's not a punitive. It's not a punitive. It's not deal. punitive. It deal. is. We understand that the environment you're in has had a an a negative impact on your physical well being. We do not want this to turn into something that impacts your mental well-being, and you have to be able to perform. You are a liability to yourself, your coworkers, and the public. Yeah. Let's rehabilitate you correctly to get you back to a functioning firefighter. So where you would then go to a light duty assignment. And what and this these are conversations we haven't had yet. I mean, the models out there are uh, especially the departments that use them seldomly pull people off the floor. Very rare. Very rare. And and it's really for their safety and the safety of their crew and the safety of the citizen, yes. right? So like very few people uh, deteriorate to a point that goes unchecked through a a system, like a, like a culture that you're talking about building yes. around health and wellness. Very few people deteriorate fast enough within a year. Because the way the policy is built with the tiering system, yes. you catch, you are able to intervene early. Mm -hmm. um, and that goes into being able to catch it early, but not only that, building the network of providers to address that person's problem. And this was something that Bob had given us that was gold. You all now have professional sports teams in your city. They've had them. And they would call the knee doctors for the avalanche and call the physical therapist for the Broncos. They may or may not have stolen a, few. Stolen a couple. <laughs> and say, hey, there's 60 of them. There's only 13 of them. And they only play seasonal. There's 700 of us, and we play year-round. And they go, yep, absolutely, we'll take care of you. So you have a, a direct line of contact, which is written into when you're building your coalition you, you or your support network. You call and say, hey, I, ne I need a phone number. I need someone's name. And when they use our name, you have 72 hours to see them. You may not, some doctors may not be able to fulfill that because they're just, they're too busy. Yep. But they need to be able to be seen within 72 hours and they have to accept our insurance and our workers' comp, both. So this all builds into the network and these are things you'll learn when you're speaking to the people that are your stakeholders and building your coalition that you go to the insurance people and they'll give you a list of providers and say, this is who's on our list. And then you go over to work, workers' comp and I need a list of everyone that's on there. And if I happen to run into someone that's not on your list, how do I add them? Because they may not know. that yeah. we've, we've ran into that. I, I want to take care of you guys, but we're not on, how do we become a provider? 
So these are all things that you'll learn through this 10-step process that I think are uh, important. Of course, this this is going to need some fine-tuning. I just wanted to be able to take three years of education, formal education, and break it down to some tools and a process that no matter what seat you sit in, you can you can build a causal loop diagram, you can build a coalition, you can go out and look at your stakeholders and understand your revised statutes in your state. You can follow, you can look up the WFI, all the stuff's accessible on the internet. Um, NFPA, NFPA is free. You can log on and I get emails for you can uh, for specific NFPAs anytime they adjust NFPA fifteen eighty two or eighty three, I get an email and it'll tell me what they've changed, what notes they've made. Um, so these are just the tools that I feel will help you all uh, moving forward to address some some change that you want to make within your organization. Cool. Yeah. You want to do uh, you want to do our clip? Ask yeah, a little clip. The human brain cannot comprehend the negative. Don't think of an elephant. Uh, you can't tell the human brain not to do something. Skiers know this. Have you ever seen skiers go through trees? If you go through trees on skis and you go, don't hit a tree, don't hit a tree, don't hit a tree, guess what you're watching? You're only looking at trees. As opposed to follow the snow, follow the path, follow the path. The only thing you see is the path. It's the same thing for you. If you focus on the obstacles, all you will see is obstacles. It's your choice how you choose to perceive your own career. It's literally perspective. Fire away. <laughs> That's actually called, uh, I think it's Wer- Wer- Wegner's, Wegner's Ironic Process of Mental Control. And so uh, that's what happens when you mess up, right? Or, or like you tell yourself, don't hit a tree, don't hit a tree or anything. Like you uh, start to choke and you're giving a speech and you're like, all right, stop choking, stop choking, stop choking. Your brain gets stuck in this like vicious choking cycle, right? So like when something happens, um, you hyper-focus on it because you're telling yourself not to focus on it. You know what I'm saying? So you're yeah. filling your mind with like, don't hit a tree. So all you're doing is don't hit a tree, and so you just keep saying tree, 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 right? What's it called again? The it's it's Wegner's ironic process of mental control. Why? Uh, why do you know that? I don't know, <laughs> but uh, but uh, there's things you can do. So like it, and this isn't really this is kind of off tangent, but like with the ironic process of control, uh, what you hopefully train for, train uh, with your people is to like stop that negative thought process, like with uh, like uh, self-talk or, or trigger words, right? Like when Michael Jordan misses a free throw, right? Or uh, Serena Williams has a bad serve and the game's on the line or the match is on the line, she refocuses her energy and doesn't think, I just don't, don't botch this serve, don't miss this th- free throw, right? Like they think, they, they then say a positive affirming statement in their head and then they go into like uh, forward and backward chaining. And forward and backward chaining is learning every little step that you do to be successful at your skill or craft, right? So instead of thinking, instead of Michael Jordan thinking, don't miss a free throw, don't miss a free throw, he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna dribble two times, I'm gonna have my hands placed appropriately, I'm gonna dribble two more times, 
get my hands placed where I like, get a good bend, get a good shot, extend the wrist at the end. He thinks of the entire process he needs to perform uh, to complete the skill. Are right? we gonna Are we gonna cover this in your positive psychology episode? Can we? Uh, sure. I'm just saying, like that. That's what's relevant to this, right? Is because the the reason why I chose this for today was that you are going to get discouraged when you're attempting to make change. You're going to run into processes and unfortunately people. And it very early on, I I was bright eyed and bushy tailed and was like, yes, I'm, I'm on the committees. I'm doing stuff with the union. And the union was very supportive and they have been. They, you know, well, you guys can go to this conference or we're going to Redmond and we're and and it just felt like more of my energy was being focused towards the people, persons that were the roadblock. And it, and I couldn't help it. I just was like, how can I? I didn't want to go around the tree. I wanted to go through the tree. Yeah. Sometimes you got to go through the tree. <laughs> But uh, no, but seriously, what, what after after the first time we got shot down, right, with the presentation, like yeah. we complained a little bit and then it was like, what did we do wrong, right? Yeah. Let's go back to see like maybe it was something in the presentation that didn't get across. Maybe we missed something, right? So like you you forward and backward chained through the process even after we, we dis- identified what the roadblock was yeah, and then we we perseverated on a little bit, but then we went backward. We're like, okay, let's go back and forth. Let's see what we missed. What did we do? It had to have been, maybe it was us, right? So the forward and backward chaining is self-reflection. It's it, Well, it's self-reflection on something big, but like forward and backward chaining can be like, and teach recruits this and probationary firefighters, it's like know every aspect of your skill set to the like, it, like if you had a two-year-old asking and then, and then, oh, and the, well, yeah. because like if you stumble and something happens and you lose your train of thought, you can pick up and go, did I do this? Yes. Okay. I can move forward. You know yeah. what I mean? So you yeah, know yeah. the whole process yeah. forward and backward. Yeah. Micro steps. Right. And uh, we kind of did that on a, we went like, okay, if this, if this is here and this is not allowing us to move forward, what can we do to get around this? Yes. Right. And and it's not so much I don't I don't think around, I think you find in reference to the video I think you find other paths. And I was thinking of a tree, so you don't you don't want to you want to go around that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> true. But and that and that is I think we think there's one path, and for like this specific example, that I have many paths to to make this chain, this change. Excuse me. There's I can look at my stakeholders and look at my coalition and go, okay, I can, I can go through uh, the union, join the union, hopefully get elected, and then go to the safety committee as a health and wellness member, safety present it to the three members of administration, administration then takes that to the deputy, deputy takes that to the senior deputy, then signs off by the chief. That's a path. If I somehow, as a worker that's not a part of the union, a lot of chiefs, like Chief Horton had said, have open door policies. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's a ladder, but 
I like he said, I, I don't think the chain of command is sometimes not necessary for anything when we're not operating in an emergency scene. For sure. If you can say, sir, I, ma'am, sir, I would love if I could have 30 minutes of your time schedule with the secretary to say, hey, this is what I'm thinking. Maybe he'll help you build out that coalition or check those major concerns to move forward. We, we've got a firefighter on our job uh, who I sat and talked with for like hours one night who's got such a strategic like vision of the future for us. It, it blew my mind. Like I, it was like a slower station, but like I stayed up super late talking because I was fascinated by what they had, right? Oh. And they, they've, I don't know if it's snubbed, but they just haven't been given the opportunity really yeah. to present it. And it maybe yeah. it's because of their position, which is ridiculous because this individual's got uh, some ideas for us moving forward with yeah. branding, recruitment, uh, like just stuff that we don't do very well at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it blew, like, blew my mind conversation. And, uh, They've tried bringing it up and been shot down, and now they don't really want to yeah. pursue it. And you're like, man, that's a shame because that's fascinating and that's innovative and it's brand new and it's never been done. And it, you know what I mean? There's yeah. so much. But you can't get you can't get locked in on the tree. And and I'm hoping and whoever that is and whoever's listening, um, I can send all this stuff to whoever, whenever um, I. I don't care. It's it's not mine. Somebody gave it to me, and then they're just tools that are available. And as we mentioned in the first episode, our goal, the purpose of the framework is to disseminate information and provide the tools to make the appropriate change for a healthier workforce. And if that means learning to speak their language, which I believe this does, when you present a chief with a stakeholder map, Usually, firemen aren't the ones that go. I have a stakeholder map, right? But I hope this stuff works. And and if there's something that all of you have that you can send our way, or you want us to cover, or take a look at this diagram, or this method, or this theory, we'd love to cover any of that. And, and honestly, I feel like you're kind of the same boat. I'm a lifelong student, so if anybody has anything to share with stuff like this or anything, like I'm. I'm a, I love, I'm fascinated. I love, I have a love of learning. That's one of my, one of my strengths, right? Yeah. One of my character yeah. strengths. I love uh, being a student, so. Cool. Cool. Good. Till next time. Yeah. All righty. Thank you all. Thank you. Thank you.